Good morning, church, again. Hey, first of all, I want to tell you that it is a blessing above blessings to be here again, visiting with y'all. Did y'all get that scripture that the young man just read? Did y'all hear that? Revelation 12, verse 11, it says, And they overcame him. Who is him? Satan. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of what? Their testimony. And they love not their lives unto death. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Father God, we thank you for another beautiful Sabbath day. And Lord, we thank you for everything that you give us. The food, the roof over our head, and you know, one of the words we always use, Lord, even during these times, we need to keep moving. Keep moving toward the prize, and that's you, Lord. We thank you for being our God. May we be a people that you say, these are my children to whom I am well pleased. And ask you to be with us today. Open up our ears, our eyes, and our heart for a message today. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning, I would like to do something different. I know some of you may be a little used to it. I want to have a testimony service. I want to pass the mic to you guys and see a little bit about what's going on in your life because one thing I've learned in life, we all are going through something. You can look at the whole, this whole world. People know that there's something going on. And how have you overcame something? How have God helped you in your life? And the title of my sermon today is, Who Are You? Do we know who we are in Christ? And if we are in Christ, why aren't we acting like we're in Christ? Keep your head up. We know where the prize is. What do we treasure? And while I'm doing my little sermonette here, so if, if you want to think about what you want to share, if you would, please. Question, are we, you and I, are we walking in victory right now? Is our knowledge of truth resulting in the freedom that God's word provides for us? John 8.32 says this, And you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. So when we know the truth, no matter where we are with Jesus, we're going to be okay, church. We all love a victory, right? When we attend a sporting event, we root for our favorite team. Because we want them to win. And when we watch a movie, we want a happy ending most of the time. There's something within all of us that wants to see good prevail. Yet, what usually precedes a trump is a battle, a wrestling, is tension or something that needs to be overcome. And we all have things that we want to overcome in our lives. We have different type of habits. How do we overcome those habits? Habits, And that's what I learned about testimonies. Testimonies keep us strong. You know, Sabbath school uh, class was about who? Joseph. Joseph. You think Joseph had a testimony while he was in prison? Yes, he did. And I guarantee you that's what got him through. He knew his God. He, even though he was in that situation, he did not let that situation control him because he knew his God. If you, if you are alive, then you have likely been in some sort of a battle, a, a, even a, a, um, a spiritual battle or a spiritual battle. 
The enemy loves nothing but to make us feel defeat. That's his job. He will try to defeat up in defeat us in every way possible. Everyone in this room, and we and we read that Satan is like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. He's not our friend, church. He's our enemy. He's the enemy of the Lord, and if you belong to God, he's your enemy. Amen. That's found in First Peter five eight. Your adversary 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 ever that's it. You're listening. Amen. He wants to, he wants to defeat you. He want to be he wants you to become distracted by your difficulties, discouraged discouraged by your circumstances, whatever they are, that we lose sight of the truth. He wants to bring all of us down so we don't keep our eyes off Jesus. All these things that's going on in the world, those are distractions. And if we're in Christ, we know how this is going to end. Amen? Amen. Question. How might you recall the trump of truth in your life? One of the greatest trumps of truth is the trump of a testimony. You know, I share this with a few people. Some of you might know I spent three years in prison myself. And uh, we do prison ministry now. We go all over taking Bibles in the prisons and uh, Sister White books and different things like that. We call them discipleship books to get them into prison. And the art, uh, they did a little article on me in prison. They said, even though David was in prison, prison wasn't in David. And one thing that helped me is because I knew who God was. And I learned more about God in prison because you got that downtime. But yet, you have a choice. You can get into the junk or you can keep your eyes on God. And I choose to keep my eyes on God even to this day. I want to keep my eyes on the Lord. Amen. Revelation twelve eleven says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by their testimonies. And I know we all have a testimony. We all have something that we can share to keep someone else encouraged. We all know where God has brought us from, where we're here today. And I guarantee you, you sitting in here today, somebody was praying for you. You didn't just walk into the church. And I know a lot of us have had messimonies. Anybody know what a messimony is? A messimony is when you make a mess of something. And God make it right. God will take it and turn it. If you trust him, he will. Return to the truth with your testimony. And at this time, I would like to turn it over to you, to anyone that want to share about what God has done for you. Thank you. Um, I know y'all don't know me. I'm David's son-in-law, uh, Brittany's husband, and I, I just, and Tiffany's son-in-law as well. Uh, I, I, I've been, I feel compelled to share my testimony as well because I've, I've experienced firsthand within the last two months how God has worked in my life. Um, so as David stated, we're moving to Gilmer as well. Uh, I've been working where I'm at. I work in law enforcement. I've been there for the last eight and a half years. Uh, Brittany's been working at her place for the last eight years as well. 
And, you know, we felt God put it on our hearts to move as well to, you know, because we were, you know, wanted to start a family and wanted to be near family when we do so. And so, but that takes a lot of moving, right? It takes a lot of getting up and going. And if y'all don't know me, but I'm a planner. I plan everything. When we go on vacation, Amen. I have every day planned out. I have every time, I have timing done, everything. So I don't, I like <laughs> to know my, my footing before I step. But when it comes to faith, you have to have faith in God, right? And so that's something I had to learn. So beforehand, I was telling Brittany, I said, I, look, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with moving, but I, I, I want to make sure I have a job before I move, okay? So let's just wait a second. And so, but that's not really walking in faith. And so after talking with David and Tiffany and praying about it, talking with Brittany, I was like, all right, tell you what, I'll walk in faith and, and, and show my faith in God, and then that way he can demonstrate his faith, his faith to me as well. And because uh, my biggest trepidation was I didn't want to move without having a job lined up, right? It's a big thing. So we, get, we start selling our house, get it, all ready, we, and get it all ready to go. It's on the market, and we say, Lord, if it is your will, help us to sell this house. And within four days, we had a, or five days, we had a contract on the house already. And uh, I told, my, told work was going on. <clears throat> I applied different places. I said, okay. And I, many of you don't know, Law enforcement can take a lot, take a while for applications to go through. I'm talking a good two, three months. Well, uh, I, I went ahead and put in my, my resignation at work. All right, I'll finish here by the end of the month. That day, I got a job offer that would start me on the very next day at where I was moving. And Amen. so it taught me a lot about, you know, when you put your faith in God, trust in God, walk in faith, and He will show His faith towards His servants as well. Amen. along the lines of moving this whole row probably has a testimony uh, of God's grace through this time um, we are grateful to have Lucas he came and has been staying with us and has been a huge help I don't know where we would be Amen. in this move without him we've had to move a house a business and a farm and um, so it's a lot uh, when our realtor came and asked us what was more important to us um, the, the final dollar amount of the price of the house that we sold or the people that were going to buy the house. And um, I thought that was interesting. I never heard, you know, realtors say that before. And I said, well, I said, I think to David and I, both is important. You know, we've had some really good neighbors. We've built this place. There's absolutely just land and nothing. Everything on here has been from hard work. And, you know, this place has glorified God. That's been our goal. And um, so, and we don't want to leave our neighbors with a bad neighbor. I mean, you know, they've been good to us, and and so it's important. And obviously, the dollar's been important, right? We need the, we want the money too. So, um, so I just kept praying through that time, Lord, whoever buys this house, just let them continue to have a light that shines in this community. You know, to to pick up the work where we were leaving off, and and you be glorified. You know, in this home, uh, still, and um, so. God answered that prayer. Uh, Christians or faith-believing mm-hmm. people bought the house. They want to keep. Uh, they they said the reason that they bought our our property is because they felt the Holy Spirit there, mm-hmm. and they knew that was the place to buy. So um, that's humbling, Amen. and um, I'm grateful for that. That God answered those prayers. He hears those little prayers that we that we tell Him about, you know, and that's important. I mean, um, to Him because we take it to Him. And so I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that he's given us the energy to make this transition and um, 
They also gave us 60 days to move, which was really just, I mean, they didn't even know. They just offered it to us. And then they've extended it a little bit so we can get the livestock because we're kind of crunched for time. But anyhow, so I'm just grateful God has been there, and we've seen him every step of the way. And um, he likes likes when we take the little things to him. Amen. Look like, like I brought my own amen corner, huh? <laughs> uh, y'all know the y'all know the saying God is good all the time and all the time God is good. Well, I didn't used to always think that. Uh, I came from a hard past, a mom, single mom, dad was never there. The the mom just, just drugs got to her in it. Then I just she just had to let go and went from home to home to home and I went to a care shelter for three months and I just I just turned away from God because my whole life when I was a little kid I was in I was in church and then after you get put in a situation like that after a little being a little kid you kind of wonder why is God doing this to me and so, but he turns stuff, he turns bad situations into good situations. Amen. Into learning life lessons, learnings. And so then after that happened, I got a call and it said, they, my CPS worker said, man, there's this family that wants you. And I just knew right then and there God was working. And he, it was kind of like a slap in the face almost. It was just... It was, I was so grateful, and then that family showed me God, and they took me to every Sunday to church, and I just got closer and closer and closer, and then he showed me the love. Even though I couldn't get the love that I wanted from my real mom, there's still people that love you, even though you're not related. The person who is standing up there on the altar I know he would do anything for me. The person, the people sitting next to me in this pew, I know they would do anything for me. And I know that the people sitting around me and in this congregation, that I would do anything for them if they were my brothers and sisters of Christ. And even if they weren't, but God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. Amen. Amen. Um, I just wanted to share, um, back in 2010, you know, that God truly can turn a bad thing into a good thing. Amen. In 2010, I'm a teacher, and um, I was let go, you know, from my job and uh, my teaching position. And, of course, like, teaching is the one thing, like, they want you to leave, but yet you have to stay for the next three or four months and keep teaching. Yeah. <laughs> keep a smile on your face. Anyhow. Um, so after school ended and I started looking for a job, and that's a very scary thing because I am the main bread earner in my family. Yes, ma'am. So that puts a lot of responsibility on your shoulders. Amen. So anyhow, 
Um, long story short, I kept, I kept, well, not yet, but I kept looking, looking for a job. Um, didn't find anything, but I just decided, well, I will just substitute in the school district I want to get into until they are so sick of me. They just have to give me a chance. <laughs> and so, but because I was, you know, in between jobs, in between teaching jobs, that was the year that we had the um, evangelistic series, uh, the Amazing Facts evangelistic series uh, here in Mount Pleasant at the La Quinta Inn. And because of that happening, I was able to give my full attention to the meetings Amen. and to be the greeter for there mm. every single night. And so that was like, I think that was like six weeks and they wanted the same greeter every night. So Amen. I was there every night. And that was it was it was such a blessing to go through those meetings and to meet all those people and we probably had between 50 and 60 people. And you know, then we moved to the church and then we had 10. And then we had two and Jean was actually one of those that came into the church and was baptized. Amen. And I was also rebaptized in 2010 with Peggy and Bobby. And that was just a, just a wonderful blessing. And I would say that we don't always understand what happens or why. That's but right. the Lord is always with us. He can turn things around. And Amen. I've also, you know, there's a lot of times at school I'm a special ed teacher now um, in that same district that I tried to get into, Hugh Springs ISD, and uh, I'm a special ed teacher, and sometimes trying to do the balancing act of, you know, work and home and church and, you know, making time for everything you have to do is not always easy, and um, there's a lot to do in teaching, there's a lot to do when you're a special ed teacher. But, you know, I do a whole lot of praying, and the Lord just gives me His wisdom, tells me what to do, and I'm like, daily, daily, so praise the Lord. Amen. Don't give up. You know, that's one thing that keeps me going. I'm I'm always saying that God is always up to something great. Do you believe that? He is. He, He has nothing bad for us. He's always up to something great, even though that we may not understand it. Oh, okay, we got someone first back here, young lady. Well, as y'all know, I've been going through cancer for a number of years. We thought we had it beat. He came back. I ended up having to have a seven-hour surgery, and they tell me they didn't get it all. But my faith has remained strong, and it has brought me into contact with a lot of people that I have been able to minister to. Even the uh, minister, the pastor, whatever you want to call him in the hospital, mm-hmm. came by to see me one day, and he was so down. And we had a nice long talk. And when he left, he said, you have made my day. Amen, sister. And what a blessing that was. Plus, I'm in doing a lot of work with prison ministry, and I have let them know what's going on. And they pray for me. And they tell me what an inspiration I am to. So I know God will heal me again because he's still got plans. Amen. And I've never given up on him. Amen. Don't ever give up. Yeah. Okay. I 
just, uh, my husband just asked me if I knew what I was going to say. I said no. But <laughs> I do have a testimony. Amen. And I am so grateful for God being who he is and Amen. who he has been to me in my life. I have, I was raised in church my whole life, raised my children um, in church their whole lives. And I have children that know about God. They know God's goodness, and they're not in the church. And I continue to pray for them, continue to stay in prayer, as the older people would say, in the gap for them, because I know that this thing is almost over. I know it's winding up. I am so grateful for all that he has done for me. I Went into trucking years ago. Never thought that I would be in trucking as long as I ended up being in trucking. Never thought about uh, nothing other than trucking and raising Gabby, which has been such a blessing in my life. I did not know when she came into my life that she was going to be a blessing. But she has been a blessing. Um, And then the Lord allowed me to stay in trucking, raising a baby, had no idea how that was going to happen, but he's worked everything out. Amen. Then there came Monty. Um, never had any ideal I would ever be involved with a trucker in my life. That was always forbidden. <laughs> that was never to be. <laughs> but God had a plan. Amen. He had a plan. And we're a family now. Amen. And I'm so grateful. There's been a lot of trials and tribulations. And overall, I know God is there and he always will be and he always have been. I uh, God sent me a, a man that loved God, that he puts God first. And I'm so grateful for that because of all the people that I've came in contact with in life. He sent Monty to me. Amen. And I'm grateful for that. And the company that we have, there's trucking like any other company. There's so many trials and tribulations that go along with that. Uh, We just came through a a financial woe uh, these past couple of weeks that it didn't seem like that. I knew God was there and I knew he was going to bring us through, but Day in and day out, you know, he, Monty's on the road and he's frustrated and I'm at home, I'm frustrated and it seemed like nothing was going right and nothing was working, but God is so, 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 so good. Come on. Because he brought us through it. Amen. And I know nothing but God's grace and his mercy. So with that being said, I'm, I have a testimony and I can go on and on and on. <laughs> But I do have a testimony, and I do love God, and I thank Him so much. In our day-to-day life, we can't get through or we can't go through without Him, and I'm grateful. Amen. Thank you. Can y'all see me? Yes. Okay, can y'all hear me? I would like to stand up. Is that okay? Yes, ma'am. Um, excuse me. Um, I have a sister. Take your time. 
You're um, right. who lost her children. They were taken to CBS. And today, when I came in, I'm a teacher, so I was in the back. And I'm a senior and your wife. And I seen this gentleman walk by. I just seen him from the back. I didn't get to see him. And when we came in here and he walked by, I told my mother, that looks like Lucas. And so I asked Paul, I said, Paul, what's that boy's name? He said, I believe his name's Lucas. And I said, do you know if he was adopted? And he said, well, his answer, you know, kind of seemed. And we kept looking at him. And when he turned his head, he has a scar right here from when he was little. The Lord has brought him here. And these many years, we haven't got to see him. And I didn't know if this was an appropriate time. But I just felt in my heart. That's my nephew. Someone that was taken from us. Not because of my choices, but because of my sister's choices. She may not have shown him the love, but we loved him. We still love him. Amen. And just the other day, I was speaking with Lynn about it. And that my other nieces are going through the same thing. And we don't want them to be taken away and never get to see them again. There's something that always is in our hearts that we always have to deal with. And I just want to say to Lucas, and I just want to say to y'all, I'm so, so thankful that God chose this past for him. Even though the past was so difficult, him being with his mother, he may have not been the gentleman that he is today. And I want to thank y'all so much. And I just want to tell Lucas that I love him. We all love him. And I'm so proud of who he's become. Praise God that he's done this. Praise God. It's such a miracle. This is a blessing. This is this is the power of God. Amen. This is what he knows from from back then, from the end to the beginning. He knows it all. And he's done this. Praise God. Wow. Yes, ma'am. Amen. I think the young lady. <laughs> To, to um, you know, testify in front yes, of ma'am. all these people, and and and, and before you, and before you go any further, that's this is this is what Satan hates. Satan don't want you to testify. Oh, Satan want us to shut up and just be still. But when you when when you speak Jesus' name, things happen. I'm telling you, I know from experience.
Amen. And I'm, I hate holding these things. <laughs> um, my name is Kay Jean, and this is Randy Smith. We're from Jefferson, Texas. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so we're visiting. We know Robert Lucas. Um, we, we actually went to college and academy with him. <laughs> so, anyway, <clears throat> our life has been a whirlwind the last couple of months. Um, let me start back. Five years ago, my husband inherited a kidney disease from his mother which caused him to have to go on dialysis Mm -hmm. Um, if you've ever known anyone that had to go on dialysis and you're not a part of his life they go through so much right and he had to he actually did it at home which is called prayer to kneel dialysis but he had to hook himself up to a machine every night for the last five years and we, we were on a transplant list, and we knew that it was going to be a long wait. They told us it was be five to seven years because of the type of blood type that he had. Well, we owned a business, and we had been trying to sell it for years. And finally, we found that right person that, that wanted the business, and he bought it. Mm-hmm. And this happened three months ago. Three months ago, my husband was delivering the last trailer to the business. He gets the phone call that they have a kidney for him. Amen. <laughs> and so, anyway, it's very, it's been an emotional roller coaster and very humbling. Okay, so we get that phone call. We we have to get to Dallas to, and this is this is our best friends, Kathy and Lewis Johnston. They're also from Jefferson. Amen. And, I have animal. We have animals and all this stuff to try to organize and all this stuff. And so <laughs> his best friend went with him to Dallas, and I had to get there the next day. And he was having his kidney transplant. I have to tell y'all this, and this is going to be really hard. Um, you they tell you a little bit about the donor, not a lot. Um, we can eventually, I guess, contact the I, they coordinate it where we can at least send a thank you card or whatever the child was nine years old and he matched him Mm. so it was it was a very hard match and anyway that happened march the 20th he had his transplant he went through some a few things but he's doing great amen and you know we pray and pray and pray to to get answers and stuff and Sometimes our time is not God's time. You know, sometimes we have to be patient, and it's so hard. And it's so hard to have faith, too, sometimes. Yes. But it's it's really opened our eyes. (laughs) And we feel like all of this was God-orchestrated. And it really, I don't know, it just really makes you feel good, and you know He's there for you. Amen. You know, something I want to share that, like you said, it is, it is hard to have faith sometimes. But when you remember where God has brought you from and the things and the way that happened, the testimony you just shared and the testimony that people are sharing, you can, you, you can see God's hand in it. And the question is this. Why would God bring you from there and dump you? He don't. He won't. He loves us. He wants us in heaven. We're the one that don't believe. 
we're the one that has the problem that we don't accept what the Bible says. We don't believe what the Bible says. God tells us, I got you. Trust me. Yes, ma'am. You have nothing to fear of the future lest you forget how the Lord has led in the past. Preach it, sister. There you go. There you go. Okay, uh, see, I've survived over three quarters of a century now. And my history is so long and so many things that I've been involved in that I'm not going to take up an hour because I could easily do that. Uh, But anyway, uh, I've had a lot of different jobs in my life and I came to the point to where I was uh, working for um, a mental health facility, a lockdown facility for uh, mentally ill. And I did that for 10 years in about three different facilities. And then uh, I wound up the last four years, I was nearly four years, uh, working for a drug and alcohol rehab center. And uh, this is, this was the most rewarding of all the jobs that I've had. And uh, these people, as part of their program, they have to, um, they have to go back and write a, uh, a history of where they came from and why they're at where they are so after hearing this several times I finally asked one of the guys what is this all about because we're not privy to go into those meetings this is stuff that the patients themselves work out and uh, so the guy told me how they did that and what they did oh sorry (laughs) and uh, so anyway uh, I got thinking about that I sat down one day and I started writing a couple things from my past and then I'd leave it and I'd come back to it and write down a couple more things. And by doing this and experiencing it myself, you know, we forget what what God has brought us through. Amen. Uh, one of these days I'll get into a, a lengthy, detailed thing. But anyway, it uh, if we don't stop and reflect back on what God has done for us, we're missing the boat. Amen. Because that gives us inspiration for the future and inspiration to be able to testify to somebody else. Yes, sir. Um, I appreciate everybody that's been speaking up this morning. David was misinformed. He was told that there wouldn't probably be anybody that would speak up. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway... um, yeah, we need to reflect back on our past history and remember what God has brought us through. Everybody's been through something, like David says. And um, pray God for bringing us to where we're at today. Amen. And thank you. And if you haven't been through something, keep living. That's what my mother used to always tell me. Keep living. We're going we're gonna to go ahead and close out the service. Um, you believe that Jesus is coming? To keep praying and keep believing, um, this little sassy thing right here next to her husband, um, I didn't even think we would ever have a relationship past 15, but um, thankfully God brought David into our lives, and um, here she is today on this pew, here she is packing to move to Gilmore right behind us on our skirt tail, and she's in church and she's serving the Lord, so um, it was nothing but fervent prayers and believing 
that she was dedicated to God as a child and that she was going to come back. Um, we have four other girls that uh, we're praying the same thing for and, of course, our grandchildren. But um, it's a testimony that God does hear a mama's prayer. Amen. Amen. Have you all paid attention to the, um, the picture out on the wall right out there with, with, with all of the angels and the people waiting on Jesus? Have you all really looked at that picture? That picture really says a lot. It really does. It talks about, I mean, it, 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 it actually just kind of, you, you, get that, you get that vivid look on what it looks like when Jesus comes back for his children. And he's coming, church. Amen. There's no stopping him. He's coming. But we have to be ready and ready to receive him. Amen. I hear the sound of a mighty rushing wind, and it's closer now than it ever been. Oh, I can almost hear the trumpet. As Gabriel sounds the call At the midnight cry We'll be going home When Jesus steps out On a cloud Call his children. Oh, the dead in Christ shall rise to meet him in the air, and then those that remain will be quickly changed. At the midnight cry When Jesus comes again I look around me I see a prophecy fulfilling, yes I do, in the signs of the time, they're appearing everywhere, I can almost hear the Father saying, Son, Go get your children. Oh, at the midnight cry, when the bride of Christ shall rise, when Jesus. 
In closing, church, I would like us to make a circle and join hands. And let's have a special prayer. Anybody that want to pray, you're welcome to pray. Amen. Because we need Jesus more today than ever. You know, Satan is coming with a double fold. We haven't seen anything yet. He's coming with everything he got. pray for all of those unspoken prayers Heavenly Father we thank you that you have been with us today we thank you for the promise and the reality of the Holy Spirit that makes Jesus real in our hearts and lives we thank you Lord for the evidence of your work in our hearts and lives and the details of our lives We pray, Lord, as we have seen your work in the past, we choose to believe and to trust in your leading in the present and in the future as we look forward to the coming of Jesus Christ. And we continue to pray for those that are not with us, whether family or friends, neighbors, community. We pray, Lord, for the powerful work of your Holy Spirit to reach their hearts also. And may we have that privilege of sharing our testimony for Jesus to those around us. In his name we pray. Amen.